When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Live from Estopan All In. It's the Bamos Morados Podcast, powered by the state of Louisville. Welcome to the Vamos Morados Podcast on the State of Louisville Podcast Network. I am Zach. I'm here with Benton. How you doing, bud? Doing okay. I was gonna hope I was hoping that we'd get to talk about some some wins some points some trophies or something but uh we we weren't fortunate enough for that were we yeah we were about six points short of where we had hoped to be (laughs) this week well hey no points for cup games so three points short of where we wanted to be yeah three points and one trophy less than we wanted although it's going to be challenging i will say we were uh because we recorded before uh the the racing versus uh rain Wednesday night game, and we were very optimistic going into it. And it turns out we were actually right to be optimistic once. <laughs> so I, <laughs> that one paid yeah, off. I, if you include the rain game, like not not a terrible week for for racing, but we probably won't talk about that since it would have happened after anyone listened to the podcast, or would have happened before anyone listened to last week's podcast. So yeah. All right. Well, but we got we got plenty of time to talk about soccer. Uh, I. I Ben, I heard you were very excited to get to the uh, what are we into this week segment. So, so Ben, what are you into this week? Yes, I was very excited because I felt like I had something uh, different, unique, and fun to share this time. Yeah. And I don't feel like I always have something that great. Uh, but this week, I'm into, well, I'll start off with a little story. Um, I was browsing through Instagram Reels, as one does. And for whatever reason, the algorithm decided to send me this one video. Um where this guy was showing off like his vinyl collection, this really cool cupboard thing, like where you like pull the shelf down like over and it kind of closes. I'm doing a bad job describing it. It's not what this is about anyway. But he was showcasing it's a, his it's vinyl. It's the old style record shelf. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. They kind of it, swing it was, out. Yeah, it was it was cool. I hadn't seen that before. But um he was showcasing and like and playing music for Japanese jazz funk. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, huh. I'm like that's sounds like a weird combination and the music that was playing in that background i thought was pretty interesting so i you know i saved it i sent it to myself like i do sometimes but one thing is i'm not always good about going back to the things i send myself but for whatever reason this time i did and i start looking up some of this music online and i thought it was pretty interesting i'm having a lot of fun with it something different unique um i don't know i'm just really enjoying it and you seem to have a have a term for it. you're familiar you called it what was it city pop so I city pop is a little bit different. I was going to ask if you made your way to city pop, which is like kind of the next uh, either you get into city pop and then get into Japanese jazz or the other way around. But city pop is like uh 80s Japanese pop music. It has a lot of funk influence. Okay. So it's kind of on the poppier end of of the from like if you go from the jazz to the funk that you'll to the to city pop yeah this, this stuff that i've been listening to probably is a little bit more jazz influence basically from what little i've read thus far it seems like in the 60s and 70s uh yeah. the japanese kind of underwent some sort of a cultural renaissance or revolution or something it's produced a lot of interesting stuff and this was was a product of that so yeah i had it uh, uh it's really interesting it's, it's specifically fun. the jazz like uh rio fukui yeah, that's and I remember as soon as you sent his name, that was the name I, I recognized. Like, okay, yeah, that's that's one I've saw before. There's this album called like Green Caterpillar this is by somebody else. That was really good. I found one on YouTube. Uh, scen- um, scenery is the album from him that yeah, that, that I really was like. really good. 
There is yeah. a a Flying Beagle album which I liked because it because had a beagle in it. Uh, but yeah, know, it's, it's like uh, city pop has gotten very popular recently. It's had like yeah. a resurgence among white people uh, because there there were all these like Japanese musicians that were like kind of popular in the eighties that have suddenly like broken sales records <laughs> that like that had their their best selling kind of like uh oh um Kate Bush uh, oh yeah 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 with with Stranger Things like she she suddenly had a her biggest hit ever and it was a song that came out 40 years ago yeah uh, yeah YouTube has those like songs to study to mixes and stuff and you see a lot of city pop on there so yeah I would I suggest whenever you whenever you've things. jazzed yourself out move on to, to the city pop yeah I'm I'm not the most like musically inclined individual, like 90% of the time, if you're in my car, I'm listening to like NPR podcast. And if I am listening to music, the vast majority of the time, it's probably just one of the classic rock stations. Yeah. Um, That's just what, I've, what I, I got, listen to the most. But during lockdown, like I got really into um a bunch of different world music because there was a there was a DJ on YouTube that I started really enjoying like listening to his live streams during, during lockdown that he would, he would go through and do DJ sets with like vinyl records and each one would have a theme. And so he did like a city pop one, which is where I learned all that. He did like a, uh, Afrobeat one. So there's a bunch of like fella Cootie, a bunch of African artists I got real into from that. So, uh, All right. What about you, Zach? What have you been into? Ah, uh, I have been into tea this week. We uh I finally I had been meaning to go to uh the Louisville Tea Company for like a couple weeks and restock on stuff and I finally got around to it last weekend. And so got a bunch of new new teas I've been really enjoying. I got a milky oolong from I think it's from Taiwan. But it is really, really tasty. It it has a very creamy flavor, almost like milk. Uh, got a couple, like Darjeeling. I always got to get a Darjeeling while I'm there. But yeah, so I've been, I've been very into to tea drinking over the last week. I've I've been trying to cut out Coke Zero because it was it was it was getting unhealthy. Uh, the amount of Coke Zero I was funneling into my body every day, so I've I've been replacing that with tea lately. I I used to be really really big into tea. Um, I didn't do a lot of different ones. I mostly was like um sort of like various versions of black tea. But I got the the loose leaf tea, and I had one of those fancy strainers where you set it on top of your cup, and that's how it like releases it all in there. Yeah. I, I, have, really I have nice. I have the same thing. It was one of it's like my favorite wedding gift we got was two of those because I uh. I used to have one of the metal strainers that was like a big cup that you set down in and then pulled it out uh, mm. after you were done, but it, the handle broke off. And then it was right right around when we got married and somebody got me two of the nice infusers now, as a gift. One tea that I have been um, been um, been drinking a lot of and um, is this like barley tea. It's supposed to be like pretty healthy for you found on Amazon. It's pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, you drink it cold. It's got kind of like a, an earthy flavor, but I don't know, just something to mix it up since I'm trying to also not drink as many like soft drinks like that. We, uh, my wife really likes Diet Mountain Dew, so we always readily have that on hand. And simply because it's available, I end up drinking a lot of it as well. So I'm the same, but trying not to drink as much of it. But yeah, the only thing is that I had to cut myself off because I was already spending probably an irresponsible amount at the tea, <laughs> at the tea shop. But uh, I really <laughs> want next time I'm there, uh, I didn't pick up any green tea, so I need to get a good, good like loose leaf green tea next time I'm there. Yeah, you messaged me about tea. We gotta, we gotta talk about, um, talk about that some more. I forgot about. I that. had some tea related ideas for the show. We'll see how it works out. We we ready to talk games? Huh? Ready to ever be? Ah, okay. Yeah. Well, okay. So since we didn't, just real quick, since we didn't get to talk about it last week, the. The Seattle ring game away Wednesday night for racing was awesome. That's like, I, I cannot believe they played Portland and Seattle back to back 
within like four days of each other, two teams they'd never won against in the history of the team and got their first win against each of them twice in a week. Gutsy performances. You'd love to see it. I think it's, uh, you know, it's like a crowning achievement. We may not have ended up winning a, winning a trophy from the competition, but we got some big wins that have to be kind of motivating in the long term and a lot of great performances. Definitely, like, you always want a trophy, but definitely a performance that the team can be proud of to to make it to that final. And Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> had they won that final, they would have beaten all three teams they did not have a win against in a row, which I think is a pretty tall order. <laughs> It was a very steep hill for them. So for I mean, for them to do what they did anyway, like was was pretty excellent. I'm not. I wanted I'm not, to know. Too sad. The rain game. Um, man, it's gonna be nice when they get sold and they're no longer OL Rain, and we can. <laughs> th- they change the name back to Seattle something to make it less confusing for all the casual fans. Ah. Uh, oh yeah. But the rain game, the the racing did something that they've had trouble doing all all year, which is they got a one goal lead and then set on it and sought out, which is uh, especially against a team like the rain. Like it is a big deal. It, that, that is the kind of thing they've struggled with all season and to pull that off against such a good team. I I think was really nice. Yeah. The rain might, might've been a little bit of the, the better team, but we were, I mean, we got our goal. We were able to, to hold them off. And we I mean, that's what out. it counts at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was, it was a gritty win and one that we would not have been confident in, in, in past years. So again, I think there's a, there's a big moral vi- uh, victory element to this whole um, playoff portion of the uh, tournament. Okay. We've been putting it off. Now we can talk about how, how the fairy tale ended. Uh, so the, the final in North Carolina and boy, did they have trouble getting this game started and then going or in the early on, I, I saw like, as the, in the pregame, right before it started, started they kept showing what the field looked like at like ten thirty, or no nine thirty. The, the game was at game was at like twelve thirty, uh, and as of nine thirty, there was a giant storm and the whole field was flooded. And then the grounds crew did it looked like a really good job uh, getting out there with leaf blowers and uh, helping dry the field before game time. And by twelve thirty, they had the field looking pretty good and playable. It, it didn't look pretty nasty the the playing conditions didn't look didn't look bad in that first couple minutes that they played but then like a very early rain delay well a lightning delay uh and that pushed (laughs) they 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 replayed the entire final from last season before they came back from the rain delay so i'm guessing I, i didn't time it but it had to have been like at least a two hour delay what was most disappointing for me about that is the fact that they kind of lost their opportunity to be on the, the big CBS because it pivoted over, right? I didn't get to watch it live. Yeah, I was annoyed was my understand. That. Yeah, it, well, that was my understanding. They had to go to like some s- sub-channel. And it, well, it pivoted to, well, I think it pivoted to one of the Spanish language CBS channels, but it pivoted to like CBS.com, but it wasn't Paramount plus so you i couldn't watch it on my tv i had to actually move to the computer room uh which was kind of annoying uh but yeah it, they got 10 minutes of primetime cbs which is better than nothing but yeah i disappointed i, I think it it was saturday so they must have had college football to get to yeah right after that game or something like that yeah that was a, that was a, that was a tough break but um yeah well and um I was talking with Chris on our old man soccer team last night about that really played into North Carolina's style of play too. Cause they're a big, like come out and hit a team hard in the first like 15 minutes and try to get an early goal. And he mentioned like, they basically got two shots at that because they got to play like 10 minutes and then rest for two hours and then come, come out uh, and do it over again. So yeah, it not, I would have loved to see that game completed in prime time. You know, it happens. Weather happens. That you can't play in the lightning. Yeah. Uh, yep. And it looked like I don't know. I don't know how much of the game you got to catch, but um, Steph Yang on on Twitter, I think, put this better than I I could have on my own. But it it definitely looked like mentally they came prepared to play that game, but physically. The all of the travel this week finally got to them. That yeah, that 
the 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 mentality was there but the legs were not yeah i think that's an absolute like perfect way of putting it right i, I was really you know, bullish on this team doing well in there but they can all, all that travel and all the games that they play that i mean it really is is hard to to go up against uh, i would never really question them mentally um I mean, the team has always mentally seemed like they've been in, a, in an excellent spot. It's just been kind of other aspects. This time just so happens to be just, it was it was a tough scheduling of it. Kind of wish there was a little bit more more time between the semifinals and the finals, I, but... Uh, yeah, I, I wish that semifinal game would have been on Saturday and then the final would have been like a week or two later rather than playing them both within a week. I think... We've, we have uh, complimented the scheduling for the Challenge Cup all season. I think that's the first time where it's like that could have been scheduled better, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's not like, I mean, both teams were under the same circumstances. It's not like anybody was really yeah. playing with an advantage. But I mean, like, ideally, I get it, though. It's like a secondary competition. So I, they weren't going to compromise anything related to the regular season for it. So, But isn't there an international break in like a week or two? Oh yeah, I guess there's I the later the later September one. I guess yeah, like because I, I know the U.S. is playing. I mean, so I guess do, I don't know because you played most of the uh, round robin games while, during an international break. So I I would have been fine if that final was just that weekend yeah. of that international break. That yeah, would that would have yeah, that would have helped with the congestion. Yeah, it would have could have, but uh, it's hard to especially that first goal. You could, I feel like that first goal, well, one, Caroline is probably good for a goal against racing every time they play. So the racing is going to have to score two to beat North Carolina, I think. Uh, but also you could see like the tired legs really catch up to him on that one. Cause it uh, looked like she pulled a hamstring like, and then that's sort of what led to Caroline getting a step, getting as open as she did dangling there. That screams of like too many games in a week to me. I mean that's I mean that's really the story of it. I mean they were they were they're going on fumes playing against a a boogeyman of a team that they've been having trouble with. So yeah, you know I can I, I went in I went in optimistic for the team, but like in hindsight, like it it, it makes sense all those all those factors considered. Just you know disappointed, but again I'm just. I'm trying to look at more positively being thrilled about the the run that they went on. And I think they, they turned some heads along the way. And I think they probably boosted their own confidence in, in getting some of those big wins in the lead up. They'll be a little disappointed and not lifting that trophy. And maybe, you know, maybe the silver lining is, is that going to be an extra bit of motivation for the rest of the regular season for them? A little bit of motivation. I also, I, for me personally, I, now that, now that Portland and the rain are like off of the, off of the list boy i want to get that first win against north carolina i think i'm looking at the head-to-head they've not even gotten a draw against north carolina it's 8-0-0 so i that is like that is like priority one for me next season it's <laughs> get points off north carolina they could play them in the playoffs so they still they could get another chance this season i would like to get to the point where there are no teams in the league they haven't gotten points against we'll, we'll get there We're, we've knocked some teams off and and we'll we'll get North Carolina eventually. This the final wasn't to be though. No, uh, but I mean, like I said, the trophies are nice, but I think the team could be super proud of where they finished in that Challenge Cup. I think that is a great result for them. Uh, felt like sort of there was some buzz about the team during the World Cup with how well the players were doing, and you you got you heard a lot of people talking about racing and then i think coming back and and making it to the knockout stage and then and then beating seattle i think they continued to play some of that extra attention they've been getting forward i think it's this is like the first time it felt like they made a statement in the league uh other than just being like a team that is playing and and no one is thinking about a whole lot i think that's a really really good way of putting it yeah they've they're doing things that they they haven't done in the past and and I think it's it's caught some attention so when when racing first joined the league I I cannot remember who it was one of the podcasts I was listening to had it was interviewing like one of the um Orlando um someone who covers Orlando as an Orlando fan and they mentioned that like it took them they had they 
started real rough in the league. And it was like three or four years before they made the playoffs. And they had said like that, that was the first year where it felt like they were not an expansion team anymore. They were a, a real team. And that, that's sort of like, I feel like they have, they have made that clear to everyone else in the league that they, they are no longer just an expansion team. They are uh, like, they're, they're legit. They'll, they'll get wins off the good teams. You have to prepare for them. Yeah, no, that's, that's a really good way of putting it. I mean, there's, again, there's a, there's a lot of serious talent on this team that would be start that, that would be starters on, on other teams as well. And I think we're again, starting to, to work our way in that full, but like you said, like it's kind of taken some time, but, We've gotten a few results this season, particularly also this this Challenge Cup run that's really kind of helped cement that. So that's that's always a nice feeling to see. Now let's just cap this off with a playoff say, berth, ideally. They make the playoffs. That re that really capitalizes on it. That's 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 still make or break in my mind. That's like that's that's what you got to do. Like that they again the Challenge it, Cup was all second to me. Given the roster, playoffs were to be expected this season. So. I, this, is the, this is the first year we'll say they they will have underachieved a little bit if they don't make the playoffs. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I guess speaking of the playoffs, four games left. Next match is this Friday, September 15th against the Dash. It's a home match. And then following that, there yeah, that must be a uh, international break because the next match will be the 30th at Chicago. Yeah. Is that that so, 20, the weekend of the 20 somethings. Yeah, I, I believe is an international break. So yeah, would have been nice to have the uh, have the finals there, space things out a little bit more. But oh well, it is what it is. That um, so I guess after you get you know, I don't want to look beyond the Houston match, but I think it's going to be nice to have that that break of time for them to to rest and recuperate for that last little bit of the regular season and hopefully some action in the postseason. Well, and like that Houston game is a big opportunity for them. That. Houston at home. Houston has not been playing great recently. Like three points there, there really probably puts them in the driver's seat for that six spot. Uh, hopefully, so yeah. I, I I think um, <laughs> not like yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's a it's a big game. It's an important. It's a very important game. They're not going to have. They don't have a lot of chances to get three points as good as this Houston game for this yeah, season. I, I think they also play Chicago. That that that's another good opportunity. But um, the last four, they really, are... they need to play well in that Houston game. Uh, yeah, I yeah, I think they just need to get every point that they can. And thankfully, I think they're set up for success with uh, three of the last four are teams that are behind them point wise in the table. Orlando has 22 points, Houston has 20 points, and Chicago has 20 points. The only one that is above them will be the last match, who is um, it is San Diego, Diego. and they're they're up at at 30 points. So they are away too. Yeah, these next two games they really need to get as much as possible. Again, we don't want it to come down to like a decision day that to try to get a result on that on that last match. Control what you can control. Let's get nine points heading into that last weekend, and hopefully. Um, you know, somebody else is going to have dropped points along the way that we can kind of sneak in there. Yeah, because they don't they don't exactly control their destiny, but they're in a good spot to take advantage of of another team's stumbling, given their, I guess I'd say the ease of schedule and how tight things are. The way I see it, if they win their home games and draw their road games for these last four, that that'll that's that's good enough for the playoffs. So I think that's that's the goal is you, you need three out of those home games and you want at least one out of those road games. I mean, I, I would almost argue that they need to win the, uh, the Chicago match. Let me look. I think they up. need to win two of the four. I think, uh, like I would say eight points and they're probably in the playoffs. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you some too. I looked at Washington schedule and it's, um, it looks pretty tough. They got yeah. Gotham, Kansas city, Oil rain and North like Carolina. I, like I said, I still think 30 points is the playoff line. So, I think what it's where are they at? What did you say is twenty four right now? Yes. Yeah. So I theory if I'm correct about that playoff line, six points will do it. But uh, you want some insurance, so yeah. I, I, I would mean, like yeah, to give, see them get to eight. Given Washington's schedule, who is who's the um, team directly in front of them, twenty six points. I, I'd feel, I guess, yeah, I, I guess I'd, I'd side with you. I think roughly thirty points should do it. But again, it's a 
week by week assessment. We'll take we'll with see. that one. Uh, but I, I like where they're sitting. I think they have, especially they win this Houston game. I think they are in control of that spot. I think that'll be big. Do we have any news this week? Yeah, I was going to say to pivot a little bit, since we kind of already touched on it with the international break, we saw that uh, Savannah DeMello got called up to the uh, to the U.S. team for their friendlies on the 21st and 24th. Did anybody, I think somebody else got got called up too, and I had just overlooked it. But yeah, Ari got called up Ari, to, yeah, uh, Ari got... to the Brazilian team. Uh, and I think Wong was already going off to the Chinese team. I think I saw the... The mayor had the. Um, that was the next thing I was going to get to. Yeah, uh, they, um, yeah. Uh, you you want to you want to because I only just kind of caught it as I was leaving work. I saw it saw it on the news. Yeah, so he um he had he brought all the racing players together to, to I guess to honor them for their World Cup uh, achievement. So it was not only the players that. Uh, that I would say the picture I, mean, I saw it was it wasn't just the World Cup players there. They yeah, he was he was recognizing the World Cup players, but they were they were all in attendance, which which makes sense. I mean, it's a very tight knit group, and they're going to go celebrate with them. So, really, really cool opportunity, and I love that the uh, that the city is kind of giving some love and showing some respect to their professional team that they have in here in town, their top division professional team that is. Yeah, so that's, that's uh, that, that was a really cool touch. I like that that move by uh, by Mayor Greenberg. <laughs> he puts out just happy to be here vibes when he reads around the sports teams. You, like you get, you get the I think impression every that like that. To be fair, one one of the like one of the main perks of being married, you get to like go hang out with the drum line at the soccer games. That seems to be the the thing everyone most looks forward to. Good photo op to see you actually involved in the crowd, hitting the drums, whatnot. Ah, uh, but yeah, I thought that was really cool. That cool to see the team get recognition yeah and i don't know that we had any any other additional news on the uh on the racing louisville front no i, I mean i think that that was all i saw this week oh, no the other thing is is that apparently there are going to be chili dogs at this match on friday and i asked for clarification on what kind of chili dogs they ain't put came- noodles on the hot dogs i hope how about the noodles? That would be a three-way or four-way or five-way. I just want to know what kind of chili are we talking about? The kind I want to eat or the kind I don't want to eat? Sounds like it's the kind I don't want to eat. Oh, so good chili. Given that she's not from the Cincinnati area, I assumed it was not the good chili, but... Yeah, real chili. She's got to have real chili, the chili dogs. We need to get a Cincinnati on the team. We need to get Rose Lavelle simply so we can have a... Uh, Cincinnati chili. Promotion. Oh man, I would love to make fun of Skyline Chili to your and Roosevelt's face at the same time. That would be incredible. I'll fight you. She can't. She'll get in trouble, but I will. <laughs> I'll stand up for Rose and our culture. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ben. Do you want to? Do you want to let the people hear about some products and services? Then we can talk about the Little City game. Yeah, let's cut to commercial break, and when we get back. Yeah, we'll talk about that little city game. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Vamos Raz podcast. I am still Zach. I am still here with Ben. Ben, recap us. What happened with Louisville City this weekend? Who who we play? What how, did we get the points we needed? We played the Tampa Bay Rowdies, which I had I had these Tampa Bay Rowdies matches pegged as, as pretty huge ones as as far as Louisville City's fates go. Um, we did not get the points. We did not play. Our best. That wasn't the. I, I wouldn't say it's the most horrible game in the world, but uh, I don't know that it was fully the the team's A game, or at least not the most uh, horrible I, game in the world. Probably the most horrible play we've had all season. Yeah. So it just it wasn't what we needed to get done, especially against a team of the of the Rowdies caliber. Um, I don't want to dive into yet all the table repercussions and all that. So we'll we'll, we'll focus right now on the match itself, but um. 
what a different game it could have been if that that set piece opportunity went in in like the second minute. That that was close. Yeah. Is it, is that, completely, that completely changes things? But yeah. That oh man, that would have that would have t- completely transformed that match. So that was a little disappointing opportunity. I mean, I don't don't know that's that that one's on the lack of effort from the Louisville City side. It was just good defending on part of Tampa. Scarlett's put in a good ball there that they put on target, but kept the ball out. And unfortunately, it was going to be Tampa that found the the goal first, which that was a, a weird goal. Like, uh, yeah, and very Demo much. Was, so. <laughs> Demo usually does does a little little better than that to be caught out in such a, an awkward position. I mean, I can't I even the- explain what happened in that. Like, I I don't know what it was. What. What 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 like what Zimla was trying to do there? Well, I think it was one of those like awkward long balls where you have to make the instant decision. I either go get it or I back up and defend. And yeah. he thought that he could get I it. I think he, how- he must have just read the distance wrong in the air. Like thought that it was maybe- gonna carry a little further than it did and step up and then and then it dropped on him. Well, I I do want to give props though, because I think it was I mean Zimla got caught in no man's land and it was bad. But that was an incredibly good first touch from Cal Jennings that yeah. I think made that it was not a good play from Zimla, but I think it made part of the reason he looked so bad on that play was how great that first touch was because he yeah. plucked that ball over the shoulder out of the air. And that first touch was exactly where he needed it to go to score that easy goal. Yeah. I mean, as, so, as much blame as, uh, as, Zemla like bears for that goal. I think a lot of it again was, was Cal Jennings. Not just the first touch, but his speed to close down and get there to that spot. I a good player will make it look like it was easy and anyone could have done it, but yeah. not anyone could have could have received that pass right. the way he did. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think that's part of it. Zemla like would have would have bodied it and, and put it to the ground if Zemla, if, uh, if Cal Jennings wasn't there. But I think Jennings closed in quicker probably than he anticipated. And it's just uh, a rare misplay from, from Zemla, who again, who's been very solid all like season. A, a so a misread from Zemla, and then a a very good uh, finish from from Jennings to to make that goal look, I, I think, easier than it actually was. Yeah. So as as bad as that was, I think he, I mean, given his play throughout the season, he's earned a little bit of grace. But man, like, what a time for that to happen. This is this isn't the match where you I want where you want to see one like almost kind of given away. But so, I look- mean, that said. They came. They came back from halftime and tied it back up. They made like a game out of it. That uh, they responded very quick <laughs> to that. A uh, forty-six minute, I think that that Wilson yeah, it was goal. it was it was right after. Great effort by by Wilson Harris. It's kind of funny how the defender just kind of like fell on the ground there. It looks like he might have tripped or something. <laughs> that certainly helped things. But uh, if you, I mean, if you watch that that shot back in slow motion, like you'll see how great of placement that was by Wilson. Very awesome goal, and I believe it was up for a goal of the week nominee. So, Louisville City fans usually do a pretty good job of of spamming that. So, hopefully, by the time this comes out, it's been announced that he uh, he won those votes. So we can get something from the match. Hopefully, yeah. Got my fingers crossed on that one. But uh, yeah, I mean, after that, that that second goal from Tampa was not. I don't want to say that first goal was fluky, but that was a strange goal. But that that second goal was just a good. They just beat they just beat Louisville City on that play. Yeah, yeah, they just kind of picked us apart and we're you know we're we're the better team within that sequence and and got that goal. Which I mean, it, it's Tampa, so you kind of expect something like that to happen. So that it, after a goal like that, especially, makes you look back to that first and like, man, what could have been? Like this could have been a, you know, we could have gotten a point out of this game. But I mean, at the end of the day, I'm not sure that that one point would have made a huge difference for what we were we're trying to accomplish. No, I mean, so I guess before I before I pivot to like big picture talk here, did you have any additional thoughts on this match itself? That I you was to just share about to get into the table. So, yeah. So um, let's do some table math here, but I, I just kind of how I was looking at things like. I think top three or top three are out of reach now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like that's, that's what I was looking at. Like for us to have a shot top three, I think it was very doable, but to do that, you have to beat the rowdies and you have to beat them twice. So like, for that to they're happen. playing to hold on to that four spot now. Yeah, at this point, and it is tight. Yeah, the door is pretty much slammed shut on 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 the third place. So for us to maintain home field, we have to keep that fourth place spot. So now, rather than 
watch and say the Rowdies. We got to keep all eyes on on Memphis, who did us a solid by losing to Monterey Bay. Yeah. Monterey Bay's kind of been like our friends this past few weeks. <laughs> they because, keep doing the solids. Yeah, they they're the ones that that got the three red cards out of Colorado Springs. Now then they go ahead and beat uh, beat Memphis, so that helps out a ton. Um. So, yeah, it's really going to come down to this battle with Memphis in which we had this slight lead. I'm trying to look ahead to Memphis's schedule. Um, they play the Legion twice, the Rowdies once, El Paso. Those are pretty good teams. They also play Harper in New Mexico, but those are ones you would kind of expect for them to win. So I want to look back at our schedule. I feel like we, we got it pretty good. I mean, San Diego will be competitive, but beyond that, we have Miami, Loudoun, New Mexico, Hartford. Those all feel pretty winnable, but at the same time, this team this year has been kind of inconsistent. So you can't mark those up as easy W's as well, you might have in the past. So like Memphis and Indy are the big, they're, they're one, one and Indy two points two. behind yeah, right now. Birmingham's fair. still in the mix. They're, they're only four points back right now. I feel like they've been sputtering and they're kind of, yeah. they've kind of been like us where it's very hit or miss. So I'm, I'm, I'm I just mean about them. They're gonna have to finish strong to hold on to that four spot because they yeah, have no, that's that's fair. They, there are basically three teams that I think are within a distance that they could they could reach that four spot. If, yeah, if Louisville does not close strong, Indy plays New Mexico, Phoenix, RGV, Detroit, Tulsa, San Antonio. Okay, so I think their schedules maybe a little bit easier than Memphis. No, um, uh, John USL Tactics. He's I, I think indie. he's he's big on indie getting that four spot. Yeah, and I think and I, don't, I think I don't, that's I don't like think that's based on strength of schedule either. left. No, that's fair. I, I would agree with that. I think indie schedule is a touch easier than than Memphis's. Um, but I think of of the three teams, Memphis, Indy, and us, I think our schedule is the easiest. So if we do what we should do, what we know we're capable of doing, I believe that we can hold on to that that fourth place spot. But and anything we can happen. We're, we're talking about a number of games here. In years past, I knew we were capable. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have that kind of confidence this season that I used no, to we have. We know they're capable. It's just a matter of what team's going to show up there. I mean, like, just like as far as talent, what they can do on a good day, like that's what I, what, what I've used, what they're capable of. Now, what they do, I mean, the problem is they've been inconsistent. We've always haven't seen that, that, that full potential or near full potential from the team for, for various reasons. So, um, I know Coach Cruz really likes to talk about controlling what you can control, which is a phenomenal mentality. I absolutely agree with that. But in some cases, I must wonder if, like, do you try to leverage the moment with the team? Like, or is that adding too much pressure? Like, I, before the Tampa game, I went to the media availability and asked him about that. I really, I really poked him on it. Like, hey, is this, is this really just another game for you guys? I mean, I mean, I'm talking like, Put the history aside. This is an opportunity that you can control. I don't to, think the Tampa games are ever just another game at, at this point. Yeah. So um, I, I'm just wondering what's happening behind closed doors. It's uh, I would say uh, if I knew how to write the ship, then our, our old man team wouldn't lose every single game we played. <laughs> so I think I'm probably not the one yeah. to be giving advice to Coach Cruz there. That's fair. And I – and. And maybe for the record, I, I believe Coach Cruz is always very honest in his interviews and whatnot. But I don't know. It feels like the tone could it could have been changed for that Tampa Tampa Bay one. Like I, I just like kind of leverage that moment, the opportunity ahead of you. Like you can control beating them. So I don't know. That's in the past now. At this point, at this point, it really is a situation. Control what you can control. Our schedule, I believe, is a is a bit easier. If we do what we can't know we can do, I get the points. We should be good. We should be good, but again, we're talking about a lot of games here. Uh, you never know. Got to get that. Got to get that differential out of the negative. Hey, I, I don't like seeing. Yeah, that. that's disappointing. That's a, that's annoying it's, to see. This, this, yeah, that's especially after, like last year, was it like plus thirty or something like really dumb? <laughs> yeah, really good. Last I mean, year. I think that says more about the season than anything. Is that even though they're in fourth place right now, they're still negative one goal differential. Well, which I'll have to look it up. I don't think they've ever finished a season with a negative goal differential. I don't think it's I even would, been close. I yeah, I would I would bet I would bet on that that it's always been I'm, comfortably positive. I am pretty sure it's always been double digits or higher. 
I yeah I I, well, I don't I'll, doubt uh, that. Don't know that. That's my homework for next week. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at the goal differential history for Louisville City. All right, we're uh, we're holding you to that one. So, I guess now that we've talked about kind of big picture, let's talk about um, Louisville City's immediate future. With, I mean, excluding the final Tampa game, I would say this this matchup we have this Saturday, the 16th against San Diego Loyal, may they rest in peace, is probably going to be the the toughest challenge of the remaining matches. I know some of these are on the road, but I think the Loyal are a pretty quality team, and I don't know. There's probably maybe a little bit of a, a I don't know if I want to say a sense of freedom or a, like a sense of like motivation because your team is folding that you want to go out on top and and walk out of the league with the trophy. So they're gonna. I, I think they'll be an interesting opponent to play against. What are, what are, what's your thoughts against uh, on the loyal? I mean, that's. Yeah. I think that's gonna be a tough game for them. Yeah, they're 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 fourth in the West, forty three points. We're at forty three points. Of, they're, They're playing with a lot of, of emotion right now. They have a lot of motivation. Hopefully we get that home field advantage and the fact that you're traveling across country because I think it's going to be a real tight matchup. If we win this one against San Diego, that's going to make our job, I mean, that much easier as far as retaining our fourth place spot because this is one that I would have wrote down as a, you know, a question mark as far as trying to predict the future. Yeah. So, uh, Adam's old team. I just it just connected the dots there. So uh, reunion there, and I guess we'll play against uh, Matiti. Uh, unless there, sometimes yeah. I don't know. I don't know how often this happens. I know sometimes there's like clauses and loans because this is technically sometimes a loan for Matiti. Loan players won't play against the. Yeah, yeah, sometimes that's part of the language, but I I can't imagine that they put that in there. So I'm I'm expecting that he's probably going to be playing. So that that will be interesting. Our legal department never misses anything in contracts, so they. <laughs> If they want it in there, it's definitely in there. I just, I, it was probably when the situation was it worth, wasn't worth the argument for. Like, hey, we can get a transfer for this loan. <laughs> hey, I guess we'll find out. Let's not push it. So, either way, yeah, I'm expecting that whole probably play. So that this again, this would be a really interesting matchup. I'm glad it's a home matchup. What is this? Is this our last double uh, home weekend? Because we got racing on Friday, Little City on fr- on Saturday. I don't think we uh, have any more, do we? I I am I am terrible. Like I I don't know the games more than a week out. So as far as what's at the stadium and what's away, so that, so, I'm not the one to answer that question. October 7th and 14th, we have uh, home games for Little City are the only other ones. So 7th and 14th matches. Oh, no, we, we have one on that last uh, that first week in October, October 6th, and it would be October 7th. Okay, nice. So we still have one more double home weekend ahead of us hopefully, beyond this upcoming one. Hopefully it's jacket weather that weekend. <laughs> Yeah, we need to we need to bring our jackets out. I don't know how much oh. we're gonna get to use them in the postseason. I know. We gotta but, show off our Pod Boys jackets. You know, I know. I've been missing wearing it. It's been hanging there. Want to use it more? Just about I, done with mine. I would. I, I I will for the record though. I'm still I'm still team like American soccer schedule. I don't I don't want to move to the European schedule. I don't want to use my yeah. jacket that much. I'm fine with the European schedule. I don't pay attention to gridiron football, so. It's not it's gonna more, not it's, me much. It's more so about the fact of like I think you're I prefer gonna get the cold games. Out. I would actually I would actually rather not be going to games in the summer. I think you get more more people in the summer. There's more availability, yeah. and your competition is baseball versus your competition being like basketball and and football. That's tough when you're talking about drawing and like attendance numbers and and whatnot. So yeah. Anyway. Um, Ooh, jacket talk. I got I got news on the jacket front. I hit it. I, hit me with it. I managed to secure the uh, national team crest patches for all of the national teams that racing players played on in the World Cup. The, oh, there you go. The one that was giving me trouble was China. I could not find anyone who sold like a Chinese FA patch. I ended up having to like message someone on Etsy that had seemingly every other one and be like, do you? have one of these that's just not listed and they did so, so hey there you go yeah so now, those those should be arriving sometime soon i know you shared some pictures with me of your jacket in progress have you shared any publicly yet or are you waiting for a grand reveal when it's all together ah uh, i think i posted like a very early progress pick on on instagram i haven't posted anything in a while y'all have to i'm it's getting pretty close the the big emblem on the back 
So. Well, when you get it done, you're going to have to bring it up so our listeners can navigate to your social media profiles and check it out. It will out. definitely be my thing I'm into this week when I finally finish it. There we go. There we go. Can't wait for it. All right. Um, Zach, any other news notes or things that you want to talk about or mention? I don't remember any city-specific news. Uh, people should read your blog. I want I want to push the blog. I don't do a very good job with that. I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, you're aware of the existence that I that I do writing as well. But maybe not. ThomasMorales.com. Check it out. Fun, different perspective. And I enjoy writing it. Hopefully you enjoy reading it. I've been yeah. mulling over doing a zine. If if anyone that listens would be interested in contributing to a zine, I'm trying to f- feel out if I know enough people that would contribute to be able to actually fill it up. But that's... I don't have anything to plug, but that's something that's been something I've been mulling over. I'd uh, I'd obviously contribute. I guess if we're talking about like plugging things, I have I have two um ideas for for off season pieces. One of which I, I I'm going to need the community's help, and I'll put a more formal ask out into the uh, ether uh, whenever I start get my stuff together. But I want to do a piece documenting beach night. And I feel like I'm not going to be able to find a lot of stuff. It's, it's, I think a lot of it's going to be more just vibes and whatnot. So I just want to hear directly from people and hopefully use direct quotes from people about that night. Like, I don't know, like, I, I, were there actually like promotions going on or was it just designated beach night? People brought their stuff. Like, I just want to learn as much about that night as we can so we can capture okay. that. So anytime it's brought up, we have a whole like history of it right if now. I, I am, I'm going to go ahead and commit to a thing so that while we're recording so that I have to, if you do like an oral history of beach night piece, I will do an illustration slash maybe a couple illustrations for it. Oh yeah. Actually like finish it off. Have, have, have some art to go along with it. Oh, I love that. Yeah, no, I'm definitely doing that. I have two off season piece ideas that this is the one though. I need the community help on. Yeah. I'll do, I'll do some illustration work for that. Cause that would be, that sounds like it'd be a cool piece. Yeah, I want to just and, tell the the full story of it. So if somebody asks, what's Beach Night? They have like there's there's something out there on the internet, like floating out there that captures yeah. this is Beach Night and this is why we we hate it. So I'm gonna do as much jigging and snooping and find what I can online. But again, I'm gonna be relying on help of people that were there and part of the community. That's at the that kind time. of thing that I think it would be good to do actual interviews to go with. Yeah, I'm hoping. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping they do quotes. I don't know. I'm gonna just throw it out there and see if people like respond and provide stuff via email. Otherwise, maybe I'll hunt specific people down and. Yeah, I think like an actual interview to pull quotes, like a couple of interviews to pull quotes from, would be would be worthwhile for that one. Yeah, but I'm antisocial, so I'm trying to do the. Uh, I'm trying to do it the more feasible way, where they just <laughs> people just send in stuff. I'm trying to remember. I'm just be an internet person. <laughs> Niall and Cam. I have to. I have to look up the roster. I'm trying to think of who is still on the team that was on the team for Beach Night. Oh yeah, uh, um, and or in the organization, you gotta think of guys like George or Luke. Yeah, but um, I, I mean, I know, I know we played Montreal. I don't Montreal. think, I I don't think Luke was there for Beach Night. I think, it. I think Beach Night predates Luke. Oh, was he 2017? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Either uh, way, there's there's definitely Niall. So. Niall was there for all of it. So yeah. So I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna get all my ducks. Or I haven't d- done any digging on the other piece, which I'm, I'm not going to to speak on yet. I've started to get some stuff uh, together for that one. But so keep an eye out on like Twitter, or whatnot. I'll, I'll put an ask out there that you email me any, uh, any insider knowledge or, or quotes that you have about it that I could maybe perhaps include. So that's my plug. Also, if anybody has any photos from the night send those that well yeah that would be helpful for reference if i end up doing any illustrations i know i have the tifo back when i did my tifo piece yeah um i remember i have that one but yeah other pictures and whatnot that's another thing i'm going to do in the off season too is that i'm going to try to do more in the collecting of the historical pictures particularly from like the slugger era yeah i think i think things are pretty well documented from Lynn Family Stadium on uh, that early stuff I want to get before it's too late. I know I know we're rambling here at the end. I did have like a kind of news interesting factoid thing pop up. Uh did you see that the Dallas Cowboys uh uh had a uh had a kicker score this past weekend that played a soccer game at Slugger Field 
or I think yep. multiple, but he for sure. I look because he, uh, oh, I forget his name now. Uh, but the kicker for the Cowboys played for Bethlehem Steel uh, and for Toronto too, way back when. And Toronto? he Toronto. He was on the Bethlehem team the the first cha- or no uh, championship two, and when they played Bethlehem in the playoffs, uh, I was I was looking up that game because I was curious. He, he did start that game, so he for sure played played that game here in Louisville. And uh, Brendan Aronson checked in for them. I forgot about that. It's always fun looking up old Louisville City games and seeing like current national team stars oh, yeah. <laughs> play for all. All these there teams. Some, there were some break- studs floating around, particularly like in the yeah. New York system. But yeah, you got Brendan Aronson as well. So that was a neat little blast from the past. That I did think that was did. pretty fun. I saw the stuff floating around a line pointing out that he played the USL. I'm like, I didn't look it up directly. I'm like, he he probably definitely played against Louisville City. Yep, yeah, he definitely played here. Confirmed. So that's a cool fact. All right. Well, Zach, we'll shut up shop. We'll let people move on to the next podcast in their queue. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Make sure you like, subscribe, rate, review, blah, 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 the podcast. We appreciate it. It helps the show get visibility. helps other Louisville City fans and racing fans find the show. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at PurpleSDF. My website, VamosMarados.com. We stopped plugging our, our social media stuff. We got to do that again, too. Uh, well, that's because I'm trying to get off it. You can find me on X. At Zach W. Allen, and you will be able to find me on Blue Sky at Zach W. Allen the moment someone please send me an invite. Help this man out. Please. Rid me from think, this hell site. Let I me think jump I ship to the other hell site. Problem with that one is it's it's gonna be like a closed with it being a closed door community, is that there's a lot of people on the outside looking in that you can't like interact with. So but I can't follow so like so my main beta use of stuff. Twitter is following along live with games as they're happening and you can't do that on threads because you don't have a live feed so i can't i can't do that on threads i need i need somewhere where the soccer people are that i can live talk trash during games i was i was so optimistic about threads and they i think they fumbled the the bag so hard yeah like some basic features they had to have day one and they just thought twitter was weak and they just went for it and they really shouldn't have annoying what could have been they don't like chronological feeds i I don't think they'll ever have that would be my guess well that's on them yeah oh well all right all right we were closing out out officially thank you guys for listening we'll be back next week hopefully talking about six points take care vamos marados bye y'all When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.